Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. You know, I'm starting to think that maybe we need to edit the intro to this show. Make it a little longer? No, just start taking people out. Like, you know, like, they didn't leave characters on TV shows, like, forever when they left the show. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we definitely have a Dr. Drake Ramore situation going on. Somebody uh, uh, fell down an elevator shaft. Maybe we throw, like, instead of it saying starring, it says, and special guest or featuring this person sporadically we're lucky (laughs) oh man i i don't know it's i guess it's definitely becoming more more and more cliche that's the two of us uh theme song i I, it it, i'm not even gonna play it today because you know at this get at this point it's just getting to be straight up pajamas so i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna do it today it's 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 getting stand that should be our intro now um I feel like uh, like the like a two man wolf pack instead of a three man wolf pack. Yeah, I'd shoot. Is that even anyway, a pack? <laughs> can two people be a pack? Uh, it's like the Lone Rangers. Like, like the Lone Rangers. I was gonna. Yeah, I, I feel like you're the Lone Ranger and I'm your Tonto. <laughs> wow, top billing. I'll take that. That's nice. absolutely. That's real nice. That's kind of mighty kind of you. Tip the cap. That's very. That's very kind well, of you. Well, I feel more American than anyway, so I might as well be Native American. But bam, <laughs> I'll be the J to your silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're back, episode sixty nine, giggity. Uh, wow, I didn't even realize that. And he I, has. We gotta make this. Spe- we gotta make this special, babe. Babe. Oh, sorry. Your wife doesn't care. Sign. No, she doesn't care at all. <laughs> your, wife, your wife does not care. That is episode sixty nine. The only uh, sixty nine I'm getting this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> alrighty then. Um, anyhow, I, 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 I'm flabbergasted by that last. <laughs> uh, 
That was that was I am flabbergasted by New York sports in general this week. Honestly, the Jets, the Giants on an absolute tear. Um it almost almost makes up for the debacle that is the New York Yankees. And in a very Yankees fashion, even the Jets game can't go our way. We get the win, but at what cost? Uh, I mean, our our biggest offensive weapon, the best rookie so far this season, bar none out of any team. And Brees Hall gets injured, ACL injury, and meniscus tear out for the season. It's. I don't know if it gets worse than that. I understand it's uh, a lot of a lot of NFL running backs suffer this injury. It, it's very more. It's a lot more common now. Um, just the speed of the game and the way it's played, and avoiding hits to the head and stuff like that. You seem to go lower on the body, and you get these ACL tears. And while it's not a career-ending injury knock on wood, hopefully it's not exactly the easiest thing for a running back to come back from. Um, it's, I, I mean, you, even with you, you see uh, Zach Wilson this year, he suffered that knee injury and he's very ginger on that leg so far. And he has the ability to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. He really have to use his legs all that much. He's not expected to use his legs as much as a running back does. And now Brees Hall, it's just the 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 absolute high of highs with seeing him progress as a player coming out the gate at, as a pro. I mean, he stepped on that field and he was a pro level running back from jump. And now it's going to be the question of what's going to happen next year. Is he going to come back? Is he going to be the same guy? Is he ever going to be the same guy? Where do we go from here? And box man, holy shit, does it suck? What a great player. What an amazing talent he showcased so far early early so far this year. I mean, not even at the halfway point and that it's a big loss, man. It really is a huge loss. It absolutely sucks. It does. Uh but but I, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, "Oh, we lost Breeze. That's just the season, you know." That's, that's, I hate that. I hate I, that I'm not going to be that guy either. No, absolutely not. But to try to downplay it or what Breeze Hall has meant so far this offense you, you can't sit there and do that. And I, I absolutely respect what the Jets did. They went right out there and started shopping for a replacement. Uh, they started looking to fill holes. And, d- dude, since since draft day, I would say we filled a lot of our needs, a lot of the holes in, in, in the Jets' offense and defense. We came out uh, low expectations on the year from everybody, I think, but us. Uh, I think we were both taking the over when we came into this season what was under over was it five and a half six or something like that something five and a half i believe yeah and i said i easily see this team being a seven win team i believe you said the same thing so i mean i'm still surprised i'm not gonna sit here and say oh i knew this was gonna happen the jets are absolutely capitalizing where they can capitalize um the the nfl right now is in a huge influx where i don't know if there's a single solid week to week guaranteed win team left in the league, maybe the Bills, and they took a loss that they shouldn't have probably taken from the Miami Dolphins. Other than that, I mean, we've seen KC lose. Um, that The Ravens 
were red hot and then have, I guess, smoldered right now. That that flame is getting snuffed out. It's not. I I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. But I like what we were doing so far this year, and the the Breeze Hall loss definitely changes the dynamic of the offense and at least the explosiveness of the offense. So, so uh, obviously. Losing Brees is a big deal. Michael Carter stepped in on Sunday, did a fine job as he always does. Michael Absolutely. Carter, um, yes. what I thought was what I thought was really, um, I don't want to say touching because it wasn't touching, but uh, indicative of the brotherhood on the team was that Michael Carter, at the end of the game, was hugging Brees in the locker room, very visibly upset that his buddy. You know, who I mean, if you want to look at it a certain way, Michael Carter kind of loses touches to Brees Hall. Brees Hall is kind of taking some of the limelight away from Michael Carter this season uh, that, that Michael Carter earned last season. Yeah. Um, but Michael Carter stepped up, played huge. But again, he was really upset about Brees. He did not want to see Brees go down. And I got to say, no. that's a very good thing, considering last week, Elijah Moore being the selfish piece of dirt that he is, uh, deciding that, you know, if if I can't be the reason that we win, then I don't want to win. I there's really no room in any sport. Um, it's just selfish, you, especially when a team is doing well, especially when a team is clicking on all cylinders. And up until that incident, playing like a team. I mean, yeah. we haven't heard anything negative coming from the Jets locker room. We haven't heard anything negative as far as the. I I, I guess the compliment of players in the locker room and how they're getting along it's you, you get to see Robert Sala fired up on the since week to week it just seems like everybody is just in the zone and it's it's the business of winning football games and then for that to happen especially from uh, young talent like more it's just dude what are you doing everything's going good why why make a spectacle why put the onus on yourself and why bring negative attention to the Jets in that like singular way of, hey, this is bullshit. I'm not getting what I need to get, dude. Who cares? You're winning. You're winning. Well, Earn what you want to get. Obviously, he does. He's one of those people that he doesn't give a shit whether he wins or loses. It's all about the paycheck. Um, but he's also one of those guys that's like, oh, Jesus, lead me the way. Like, I mean, I can't see how one equals the other. And now, and now, obviously, he's come out decided to make the situation about him um and jet fans aren't happy i I don't know if he thought that jets fans were going to take his side in the matter i and and if 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 you're a professional athlete like i'm a like just pay attention like if you're a professional athlete because fans aren't really fans of you they're a fan of the jersey that you're wearing because it's it's just not that simple. Like, you know, like I'm from New York. If Elijah Moore never played for the Jets, I'd be rooting against him every week. I don't yeah. even know the guy. And it goes for most of the people. Unless you've done something significant here that you like, you know, that you can go someplace else and we'll still have a lot of respect and love for you. That's different. But like, if you're just some guy that played for the Jets or the Giants, 
do not for by any stretch of the imagination think that the fans love you because you're a great guy. They love you because you wear the jersey. You're wearing the right uniform this week. Next week you wear the wrong uniform and you're the enemy again. So I don't know how Elijah Moore thought that by requesting a trade, he was going to endear himself to the fans that are tasting success for the first time in 12 years. Dude, especially just look at, I would say the track for self-centered players in the past couple of years, it's not a good look. No one's sitting there going, oh, you know what? AB is right. Yeah, let's walk off the field and throw a tantrum and rip your jersey and your 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 shoulder pads off and, you know, r- run away in <laughs> MetLife Stadium. But <laughs> make that ridiculous exit. Um, OBJ, I mean, I, I, he's still looking for a team right now, correct? It's... Well, you, not in, in his instance, he's still looking for a team because he got injured last year. He's not done rehabbing, so it's just that I get it. But at the same time, once you get that moniker on your back as you're a one way guy, and that way is you and only you, teams don't really want to touch you. And Elijah Moore, as good as he is, he's not that good. Where a team will look past that if you're yeah, if you're on a team that is literally. You're you're on a team that's grabbing themselves by the bootstrap and digging themselves out of a six foot grave that the Jets have essentially been in for the past twelve years, and you're a part of that, and then you're going to separate yourself and make it all about you, as if it's not good enough that the team is playing well. It's not good enough that your team is, I guess, impressing everybody through the league. That it, you need more. You need more more touches. You need more, uh, you know, passes thrown your way. You just need more out of, I, I guess, a victory. It's then you're playing the wrong game, dude, because it's a team sport. It's a Don't team game. You want to win by yourself. You're, yeah, you're t- winning. To, yeah, your team's winning together. And if you're trying to separate yourself and you don't want to be part of that team, you're, he's not talented enough to separate himself and, and think teams are going to be like, oh, yeah, I definitely want a guy like that. I mean – we, I think the only thing that's going for him right now is the fact that he's getting overshadowed by the Robbie Anderson situation, that he's just a tremendous douchebag. I, I think what's really alarming to me is that a lot of players on his team have been taking shots at him over the course of the last week. Yeah. I've seen Sauce Gardner post something about being a team player. I've seen C.J. Uzama say uh say something along the lines that they asked him about hey you're not getting your touches how do you feel and he was like i don't care we're winning but what's the right. point we're winning i've seen um i've seen quinn and williams post something with regard to like you know well, well i'm a team player or something like that uh or i love or i love my teammates which is what uh elijah moore said uh the day that he basically got told to go home for acting like a child so you know, I, I've seen all that stuff uh, getting posted on, on Instagram and Twitter from Jets players. So clearly Jets players, I, I saw something from CJ Mosley as well that uh, I can't recall what it is right now, but the, he didn't seem all too impressed with uh, with what Elijah Moore is pulling either. And and I guess the question becomes like, if you're a veteran, how do you, how do you address that situation? Um, because... Not even you know, that, I, I, on a team that's very young and i i mean who would be the veterans on him itself it's not like you have a uh eight or nine year veteran on that team that's like hey i'm leading by example it's a young team that essentially it's your identity is the way the team is performing 
I mean, it, it, it should just be about the New York Jets because the New York Jets are young. The New York Jets are exciting. The New York Jets are making waves and surprising people and, and doing things and putting up wins that nobody expected them to do. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to be part of this team, and when I get my opportunities, I'm going to shine, and that's the way I'm going to get my attention is to perform at the highest level when I, I'm putting an op, a, a place to have the opportunity to do so. Instead, instead of waiting for that, instead of being patient and letting you know your own talent speak for itself, and letting those situations come to you and, you know, taking advantage of every time you get the ball, you want to throw a tantrum. It, that's not the right way of going about it, regardless of you're a rookie or veteran or anything like that. But I think it's a little bit worse when the team is so young, the team's identity is being young and coming together and playing as a team. And that's where you're getting your wins from, from defense, from offense, from, you know, the running game. Zach Wilson comes back and reinvigorates this team under center at, at quarterback, and he's not lighting the lamp. You know, he's not he's not racking up anything amazing on, under center. He's doing what it takes to win. He's getting the W's, and it's a team game, and it's a team performance, and they're winning by a mix of every single aspect: special teams, offense, defense, and you want to sit there and just make it all about you, and not in a way that hey, look at this touchdown, and you know. I want to do some stupid celebration dance or get in somebody's face and take a 15-yard penalty. It's even worse. You're not doing anything on the field to separate yourself from that team as some kind of exquisite talent. You just want to show yourself off in a negative fashion and, and bitch and moan. I, I think it, it's biggest, embarrassing. To me, the biggest thing that he did that that really gets my goat is that he embarrassed the franchise at, during a time when we, we're looking real good. Where people are saying complimentary things. And, why throw anything negative in there? Why? And, why? And it's the first time we're not the laughing stock in twelve years, yeah. and and it's feeling real good, and we're looking good, and it's like wow, like this is a this is this hasn't uh, this hasn't happened to us in such a long time, and then bam, this kid goes and it's it and and and, and I'm not saying it's same old Jets. It's not. It's not same old Jets by any stretch of the imaginations. But the nope. media will sit there and make it same old Jets. It'll, they'll make it that narrative. I mean, they're trying to do that with Zach Wilson right now. Like the media feel- will take any any situation and try to you know blow it up to bigger than it is. And in a situation like we have now, it, it's already explosive. It's already fiery. So all they're going to do is generate more bad blood amongst the team. You're just going to generate that you know angst with with the fans. Because the last thing we want to see, you're poisoning the well. Everything's going good, and you want to make it go bad in the most self-centered way you can. It's just, you, dude, you you lost the fan base right out the gate. It seems like you lost the locker room already, too. Yeah. And I think from his actions so part. far, I don't think he's the type of player to walk back in there, give a heartfelt apology, and say, you know what, I'm just going to shut my mouth and do what I got to do for the rest of the season. I'm a dumb think- young kid, and I'm going to learn from this, but I, I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Oh boys, I'm here to I'm here to help any way I can. I'm sorry. He's not going to be that guy. You know, it's I, I as far as losing the fans, fans are volatile. Fans, they love you today, they hate you tomorrow, and that's that's to be expected. I think the locker room's more concerning when you have guys clowning on him on, on Instagram. And and I think the worst part about it is, is he's playing the victim today. He posted some sort of scripture talking about Jesus being persecuted as if he's being persecuted in 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 uh similar fashion to uh 
to Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified and killed and actually persecuted, I guess. Uh, yeah, because uh, now nah, I mean, listen, they, what's worse, they, being nailed to a cross or not getting enough touches or mean words on the Internet? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what he was referring to by his persecution is that fans are obviously not on his side and they're sending him mean words. And uh, yeah, honestly, it's he's not helping himself. He, he really isn't. He's sitting there just fl- fl- fan in the flames with with stupid tweets like get off the Internet. Do it. Exactly. Shut off and the Twitter. It's, and it's, all it's, that crap. How do you sit there and play the victim when the majority of your fan base is blue collar guys that are sitting there watching the game on Sunday to forget about their real world problems and waking up at the ass crack of dawn on Monday morning and going to work and actually probably being taken advantage of. Let's call it what it is. Most of us aren't at the top of the food chain in, in what we do to make a living and support ourselves. So, oh, I know if I, I showed up at work Monday morning and created a debacle all about how I'm I'm not being, you know, utilized the right way at work and you know everybody sucks and it's it's all about me. It's it's gonna have a lot of ramifications that I'm not going to like. So to sit there and act like you're being persecuted, playing a sport, getting paid millions of dollars, or you know, I understand he's on a rookie contract, so Listen, still, still making millions of dollars. He's still making more money I will never make. It, it's hard to endear a fan base to your your struggle, if if I may, um, because you really aren't struggling, dude. You're you're throwing a fucking temper tantrum, and you're 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 a twelve year old essentially. You're yeah, even worse. You're, you're like a six year old, and I took away your fucking toy, and I'm sending you to bed. I, Again, I, I think I think the biggest concern is not if we were losing, and he was like, "Give me the ball." Hey, I'm with you, kid. I am with you. But we're, we're we're winning, you know. Like at that, put egos away. Yeah. The fan base has not had wins in twelve years, and in twelve years, I mean, now we're getting W's. Now you want to start being an asshole about it. But uh, looking up to the upcoming week, we've got the uh, New England Patriots. Um, did you happen to catch uh, Mac Jones and the latest and greatest of his dirt on Monday night? I didn't. Um, I, I'm. I'm- I'm trying to stay abreast of the whole situation with Mac Jones and uh, what's his name? Um, who's his backup, but essentially replacement? Uh, 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 Zappy. Zappy. Uh, so I'm trying to stay abreast of it. I was trying to keep to you know the drama of Twitter world, and but at the same time, it, it's just been a busy week. I've not so, caught up. So I'll show the video. Uh, long story short, last season we saw. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, he got sacked by Brian Burns, fumbles the football, and then grabs Brian Burns by his foot and basically throws him in an ankle lock to rip him down to the ground to stop him from making a football play on the football uh, and, and, and actually hurt Brian Burns a little bit. Uh, Monday night against the Bears, this was the latest and greatest from Mac Jones, who's running with the football. All right, watch the end of this run here. Mac Jones with the slide. Watch this right here. The little kick, right? D linemen don't like this. You can't get the quarterback yet. Where in the nuts? Right in the jewels, right? That's why D We can watch this again. His foot is down. This is slide. His foot is down, right? And he picks it up to kick Brisker in the ball. 
I cannot say how much I feel like he should be suspended for at least four games for that. I, I more credit to um, the lineman for not just taking advantage and saying, "No, I'm already falling and dropping a knee right on his fucking chest." Because that's probably what I would have done. I actually thought that too. I was like, I'd have dropped an elbow in that gap in his face mask and broken his nose and his orbital. Like, as a I man, I brought all 300 pounds of weight right down on the center of my knee, right into his chest, and drove it into the earth because that's just like. It's it not only is it bush. It's 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 bush for sports. It's it's bush as a man. What man kicks another man in the balls? I was gonna say that. It's like you're breaking man law. It's like what what what's next? You're gonna try to pick up on his ex girlfriend? Like I a swift kick to the balls is like specifically used for like women when they're being like assaulted by men. Yeah, kick them square in the nuts. But like yeah. a man on another man, you, you should never kick another man in the, in the balls. Like ever. dude, he totally went. Uh, you stole my purse. I don't know you. Yeah, he flat out did. Oh my great call. Great call. That was straight up Mac Jones was with Bobby was Bobby Friggin Hill. Uh that's my purse. I, I don't I don't know you. And and that was that was Mac Jones and and it's sad. That that said, I didn't see that. That's the first time I'm seeing that. That that just bothers me. Like that's so like in a league full of men that can hurt you really bad. Straight up, Curtis the Hill. Straight up, straight up, Mac Jones on Monday night, and and he got benched. He got benched, and I honestly hope that. I mean, I don't think he got benched after that, but I I honestly hope Bill Belichick was like, "You just kicked Brisker in the balls. You're benched. Sit the fuck down." I'm not a big fan of Bill Belichick. I, I I don't believe he has too many morals, but I would hope that would be a universal moral that even Bill Belichick can honor. I. Dude, it's it's you're a quarterback. The guys coming at you can literally kill you if they'd like to. But because, you know. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The league league is, and they have to hold up a little bit. Maybe a 15-yard penalty is is worth uh, taking a shot, especially when the rest of the, the linemen and the rest of the D-line, they get to see that video on the highlight reel. I, n- nothing stopping somebody from taking a shot and landing with all their body weight on you. Clavicles break really easy. They do. It's actually one of the easiest bones to break in your body. I, I just feel like I the league should step in and do so. That, that's not an accident. No, it's not, at all. not an accident. There's no reason that your feet. It, it's, it's, that was a deliberate. 
pick it up. It's on purpose. He's kicking the guy to yep. him. You know what's crazy? I think the most cowardly part about the whole thing is he slides knowing that they're not supposed to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And in a and in a and it's supposed to be like a defenseless position. In a defenseless position, quote unquote, he went and injured another player. So in an effort to save himself, he went further than that, just that effort, and injured another player purposefully. It's absolutely disgusting, and he shouldn't be allowed to play football for the rest of the like, – I, I, they suspended him for the rest of the season for kicking another player in the balls on purpose. I'd be like, good, that's what you get, you dirty son of a bitch. Like, I thought it was bad last year when he tried to break freaking Brian Burns' ankle. Kicking Brisker in the balls was ten times worse than that. Like, just – just absolutely disgusting. Mac Jones, if I ever see you in the street, dude, I'm going to kick you square in the nuts. Straight up Bobby Hill. That's my purse. I don't know you. Like You wouldn't do that, though, because you have respect I, for yourself. I would. I'd be like, this is for Brisker, and just kick him square in the balls. Like, But I guess, you know, didn't he flee from police a while back? Like, Didn't he get caught doing something and tried to evade the police? I should oh, did he? I have no idea. I, I think when he was in college. I should not be surprised that uh, – that he's going around kicking guys in the balls. The man's got no freaking, uh, no honor, no integrity. Just absolutely disgusting. No code. We may man be card seeing, revoked. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so we may be seeing uh, Mac Jones. We might be seeing Bailey Zappi on uh, on Sunday. Quite frankly, I don't. Uh, I I don't see a difference. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's the same damn thing. Bailey I think Mac Jones. More, I, I think we've been all. we've been talking about Mac Jones for what a couple of years now, and I, I I haven't seen anything that leads you to believe that he deserves to be playing as a starting quarterback in this league. I think, uh, you know, Jimmy G may maybe make a return uh, next year to the the Pats. Nah, I can't see that happening. They need help, bro, and they're gonna have money to spend because they really aren't paying anybody else's fucking contract. So. They actually have a pretty expensive uh, defense, but uh, that's the controversy up there in um, in uh, Foxborough is whether or not Bailey Zappi is going to play or it's going to be Mac Jones. I honestly, what are your predictions for Sunday, T? Uh probably Zappi. Okay, I, yeah, I think Zappi too. I think I think you have to kind of be done with Mac Jones if you're going to bench him for another rookie. I think you got to be done with him. No. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't move along after this year or at least uh, search some options depending on – because they're going to have a pretty damn good draft pick. That's for fucking shit, sure. Yeah, I, you know, I honestly – like I, just think about that for a second. It's one thing to bench your rookie or your younger quarterback for a veteran, but to bench your sophomore quarterback for a rookie, like – Yeah. That's not good. But he's not getting anything done under center. Let's, it's not like he's doing things that, you know, check some of the boxes. He's doing nothing. And it, I, I get it. I get that New England is not uh, the Patriots team that, you know, we love to hate. It, it's They don't have the pieces that they need to be that team. But it, I, I don't – I didn't think Mac Jones was good last year. I, I didn't think he was – Somebody changing the game up there in Foxborough. It's he. I mean, he's just there. He shows up and he's there. He doesn't have an arm. Let's call that. I mean, flat out, he doesn't have an arm. 
He ha- he's Chad Pennington without the excuses that Chad Pennington has. And at least Chad Pennington was accurate and could move the ball. At least Chad Pennington had three surgeries, and that's why yeah. he had an arm. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He wasn't firing rockets when he had a healthy arm, but it was average at least. This kid's arm yeah. is, is a noodle. Um, speaking of arms, so Zach Wilson obviously getting a lot of I, – and I, I quite frankly, I don't understand it – hate and vitriol from fans for not being the reason that the Jets are winning week in and week out. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't want to see Zach Wilson succeed at a high level. That's not the case by any stretch of the imagination. It's just that I don't think it's as important right now as it is getting used to winning. I think I think as a young player, getting used to feeling like you're going to win is more useful than being the reason that your team wins or loses. I really do. Only because, you know, I, I, I've always felt that athletes elevate their game to match those that are around them. If you're on a crap franchise, you're going to be a crap player, even if you have a lot of talent, just because there is no there's no competitiveness against the rest of your team you don't want to be the weak link you know what i mean like i've been on teams like that where you're just like well i'm the best player on the team and i'm not even that good so like i guess i don't have anybody really pushing me to but but on teams where i had studs all around it's like whoa i gotta work 10 times harder just to keep up so would the fans and i i seen some of this and i'm uh what was the dude's article i i it was fucking stupid it popped up in my google feed like, the Jets need to address the mistake they made in Zach Wilson. And it's like, what the frig are you talking about? Dude, it's – God bless you. Thank you. I would, would the fans rather Zach Wilson try to make it about him? And, yeah, we get it. It's a passing-heavy league. But when the Jets can win with the legs, who gives a shit? But if you care that much, would you rather him be Kenny Pickett trying to throw the ball into situations that there's nobody open and getting picked off left and right? Is yeah. that what the fans want? That, that, that's what those fans want. It's embarrassing. Yeah. The, those fans aren't real fans. They only give a shit about, oh, I took Zach Wilson in my fantasy league, and he's not lighting it up, so he obviously sucks. It's like, dude, you're a fucking loser. So I'm looking at week seven, right? Mm-hmm. And... I, th- I I'm looking at the numbers. Only like five, maybe four or five guys threw for over 300 yards. Andy, but Dalton this is the problem. For- Andy this- Dalton, Joe Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence, but his team lost. So who gives a shit? Right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. uh Mills threw for 302. Good for him. And Mahomes threw for 423. That's it. But these are the that's same that's people. It. These are the same fans, and this is the same league, and these are the same sports writers that'll be like, Justin Fields is just looking for a chance to break out. No, no. He sucks. I just want to point out, uh, like I said, Andy Dalton threw for 361 and uh, four touchdowns. His team lost. Yep. Um, Joe Burrow threw for 41 and three touchdowns. His team won. Uh, let's see. Who else? Trevor Lawrence threw for 310 yards and no touchdowns. His team lost to a team that quarterback threw for 200 yards. Uh, their quarterback threw for 202 yards, 19 for 30, and they won. Daniel Jones for the New York Giants, 19 for 30, 202, one touchdown. They beat the Jaguars, and Trevor Lawrence, 22 for 43, which is roughly 50%, um, and, and he lost. So 
so much for throwing for yards. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Tom Brady threw for two ninety and he lost. Uh, Davis Mills threw for three hundred two and he lost. And the opponent that beat him threw for two forty one. He threw he threw for three hundred two and two touchdowns and he lost. So All right. I, I'm, I'm, right, I'm, I'm just asking a question, Nick. I, I, I could be, I, dude. I could be wrong. Um, are the Jets in second place by a loss? Like this missing first place by a loss? Yes. Is that that vision? Like a half game back, I guess. And this is what this is what they want to drum up. Like this is where you want to go with this. Like, go to hell. Just go after yourselves. Way. It's pathetic. You're you're attacking a guy that's winning, that's doing what he needs to do to facilitate a win because whether they run the ball or he throws the ball, he's the guy that has to get the whole play in motion, okay, and he's doing what he needs to do. So, like, these type of people that be sitting there pissed off that, oh, well, we won a Super Bowl, but he only threw for 130 yards. And you know what? That's what the case is, 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 is I honestly feel like certain times Jets fans just don't know how to be happy. It's like, we want to win, but we only want to win along these lines. Like we, no, no, we want to win. Like the, the, the team that we are jealous of wins. So we're jealous of the, 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 the chiefs. Cause they have a guy that probably end up in a hall of fame as a quarterback. And we, but we want to win like them. Yeah. We can't just win our way. We want to win like the Bills are winning, where where their quarterback is the sole reason that they win. And if he goes down, it's pretty much downhill for the Bills in, in its entirety. And and I, I feel like a lot of Jets fans feel that way, that they just want to win a certain way. I want to win, but I only want to win real fans. If, if it means that Zach Wilson is the next guy for 40 years. I'll tell you this yeah. right now. If Zach Wilson gets as far as Mark Sanchez, we could win the Super Bowl. If yeah. Zach Wilson gets a team built around him like Mark Sanchez had, we probably will win the Super Bowl if we get to that point where we're in the AFC Championship game because we're running the ball and because we're playing defense. Zach Wilson won't turn the ball over. Zach Wilson has that little shimmy that is is uh, is uh, you know just just he's got that that ev- evasive way of playing. He's got a strong arm. He's making smart decisions now. I mean, the amount of turnovers he has now compared to to what we had last year is is night and day um his completion percentage isn't where he needs to be why i don't know if it's that receivers aren't getting open i don't know if it's that the right plays aren't being called with the offensive line that we have and or if it's just flat out the offensive line not giving him time but on better than trying to force a play absolutely um like it's it this is the problem with sports fans in general okay and i i know we're going to get to the yankees but it's the same assholes that want to use analytics to justify when a team plays like shit. And the same animal will sit there and defend the home run or nothing mentality when teams are singling each other to death and creating runs and men in scoring position and RBIs by just putting the ball in play. But they'd rather watch the Yankees swing for the fucking fences on a on a three and two count or an zero oh and two count, it doesn't matter what the count is. Just swing like you're trying to hit a home run every swing. There's no such thing as choke up on the bat, cut the ball down a little bit, put it in play. It doesn't exist. Everybody wants the quintessential. I want the 
the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth grand slam to win the game. I want the 70 yard touchdown pass. I, dude, it's that. It, how about we just win? How about you do the little things to get yourself in a position to win? And the Jets are doing the little things and, and, and essentially the basic things, the fundamental things to win. And people aren't happy. Like that, that's the guy that wins $800,000 Powerball. And it's like, like, well, it wasn't a 10 million Powerball. So F everyone, this sucks. Like kiss my ass. Like you want too much. You expect too much. It's, it's not the way the world works. You're bitching and moaning about a winning team right now. A team that's well above 500 right now. Yeah. A team that, that uh, some of these pundits flat out said, yeah, the, the Jets aren't going to win a game the first nine games of the season. How many people took the fucking under on the five and a half? And they're already at five. Yep. They might, they might make the playoffs. So, I, believe they, I, I believe they have a 70% chance to make the playoffs right now. Tremendous. Absolutely. But unfortunately, we also do have the second hardest schedule moving forward. Although I looked at the, I don't feel like it's that hard. Other than than uh, the Bills, maybe Miami might give us a little trouble, but I'm not really all that impressed with them either. Uh, I, I don't see too much difficulty left on the schedule other than the Bills twice. That's a tough – that's tough. The Bills twice, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not intimidated at all by the Patriots. I don't find the Patriots to be remotely relevant anymore, you know. I mean, they're, they're unraveling as time goes on, you know. We're starting to see the chinks in their armor regular, regularly. Um, I just don't see. Uh, I just don't see it. So I mean, whatever. NFL says they got the second string, st- second hardest schedule moving forward. It must be true. They always tell the truth, especially about <laughs> concussions. Um, speaking of concussions, Daniel Jones playing pretty good for the Giants. And I know that you're going to say, "Well, what does that yeah. mean? He had never had a concussion." I'm like, "Yeah, it's true. He never did." But I just felt like trying to get segue in a strange way. Uh, I think we're the ones that are concussed watching what Daniels Jones is doing this year compared to his entire tenure with the Giants. Um, essentially, the Giants hold on to him this year because they had to, and everybody was calling for his head, including us. And he's making a statement that maybe he belongs here, and I think he definitely has cemented himself as somebody the Giants are going to hang on to, give him a couple-year contract because – the year he's having, is it a fluke or is it the team that they put around him? Is it Dable? Is it the system? Is it him maturing? Uh, I think from what we've seen so far, it's not a fluke. He's done it consistently so far. I think it, it could be Dable. I think he, Dable's definitely fired up the team and put, you know, lit that fire under their asses and have something special going right now. Uh, very much like the Jets. So I think Daniel Jones has made a case, like kind of, who are you going with next year? Because I have a feeling I'll be here for the next couple of years. I disagree. I think Daniel Jones is still ass cheeks, and he doesn't impress me at all. But I think he's this year he's not ass cheeks. I think this year he's definitely putting himself and his team in a position to win. I think he's definitely, especially a couple of those games coming down to the end, has to make plays, and he's doing it. So I don't it, disagree it, with you, but I'm just saying is if you're looking in the offseason what you're going to do with your team and you start looking around like what are we going to do to make ourselves better, get a better quarterback would be the first thing you're going to do. He who are you going to get? He has reached his ceiling. But who are you going to get? I don't know. Anybody. If, you, if, if, if Lamar Jackson was available tomorrow, the Giants are going to go get Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah, but is that realistic? I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying is if that was the case, that's what you do. If he was, if if uh, Daniel Jones is your guy, then there's no question about it. If we're talking about if we're talking about prime Eli and 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 Lamar Jackson right now, they're going to keep prime Eli. That's their guy. But Daniel Jones is not that guy. I mean, to be fair, he's throwing exactly the same way Zach Wilson is right now. He's the same exact player Zach Wilson is, except Zach might be a little bit more shifty in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is that he's on what his third or fourth, his fourth season, and Zach's on his second. And Zach's getting shit on regularly because Jets fans just don't know how to act, and and Giants fans aren't saying much about Daniel Jones. But other than that, like he's not doing anything pl- remotely impressive. I think they're pleasantly surprised at how he's playing and how he. I, yeah. I think he's playing up to the standard that they expected him to play he's just at. Not fumbling the football anymore. That's that's about it. Other than that, he's playing exactly the same way as he had the previous couple seasons. He doesn't have as many picks in the first. Uh, he doesn't have that many passes. He has nobody to throw to. I mean, he really doesn't. If he's not not the reason uh, they're losing or he's not the person making makes, then you chalk it up to a victory in that position. He's definitely not the reason that they're, he's definitely not the reason that they're, they're they're losing right now. If if they lose, which they've only lost once, but uh, he's definitely not that, that guy that's causing them to lose by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, like I said, if, the season ends right now and you're looking at your team and you're saying, how do we improve? And you get the opportunity to pick up a better player. You're going to. I and get it. But, well, who, that, he, now, now in the off season, a lot of giant fans were talking about Russell Wilson. Is he done? He's been ass cheeks this year. Oh, absolutely. But he's also 38. I, I, I get it, but you wouldn't it, going into this year. Would, if I asked you, who'd you rather Russell Wilson or, uh, What's his name? Um, or Daniel Jones? Yeah, Daniel Jones. And well, here's my question: say you, Russell Wilson. If you flip the teams that they're on, right, and when and that includes coaching, I think that Russell Wilson's better than than Daniel Jones, regardless. Because I don't know. Uh, because I Hackett, don't know. Hackett is trash, absolutely garbage. Yeah, I really don't know. He's just, he's I, just not good as a coach, and and his team is very frustrated with him overall. Um, but I digress. Giants are doing very well for themselves. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, hopefully the good times keep, keep rolling for the, the New York teams. Um, as the Rangers tie up the game with about six minutes left in the third. Oh, period. let's go. Not for nothing. We're making Gorgiev look like he's freaking his prime. Yep. But, uh, moving on from the NFL, um, is, it, is awesome. it time to shoot on the Yankees? It is. It is. It is that time once again to crap on the New York Yankees. Let's see this play. Hold on. Fox gets the steal, moves it down the ice, across the blue line, dishes it off, back to Fox. Give and go. Goal. Let's go. Rangers 2-2. Love it. Uh, all right. So... We've already touched on the shit show that is the New York Yankees. Uh, I my when the Yankees were down zero and two, I essentially told my father they will not win a game, and he's like, "Oh, you know, Cole's going to get the win." Blah blah blah. I'm like, they won't win a game, and I hate the fact that I'm right 
because they're just not built and they do not have the mentality to win in the playoffs. And you can say what you want about their pitching staff and the relievers, but at the end of the day, it's an offensive-driven league, and when you can only generate offense one way by the long ball, you're going to lose. The Guardians gave them such a problem because they singled them to death. And that's all you need to do. You need to do. That's baseball. That's baseball. Put runners in scoring position. If they're not in scoring position, steal and get them to scoring position. Hit and run. Do the little things that turn into big things. So, and they don't know how to do it. So I, I think of, of the 26 men on the roster, I think there's only one guy that actually cuts down with two. There's only one guy that has two strikes, and he cuts down on what he's doing right now, um, and and that's uh, Rizzo. Everybody else, they're, they're, I I would also say he doesn't cut down, but his approach changes. And Judge, Judge's approach, you can tell his swing changes when he has two strikes, yeah. when he's protecting the plate. Stanton, he's swinging for the fences. Donaldson swinging for the fences. He he has three strikes, and he's staying in the box trying to get another swing to go swing for the fences. Cabrera swinging for the fences. The the guy had one significant hit hit right, and he hit a home run, and then he pimped it like an asshole. And Congratulations, again, dude! You I'm batted sure. over one. You batted on fifty for the playoffs. Yeah, pimp that home run, pal. You're a fucking awesome guy. You're you're just an amazing player. You, know you, you want to know what though? That is solely on the manager. I didn't like it when it happened, and I didn't like it because the veteran on the team, Donaldson, who's the he's one A to to one B, the biggest douche in Major League Baseball. I can't stand Josh Donaldson. He's a douchebag of a human being. Um, somewhere between him and Tim Anderson, there's like there should be an award, biggest douche in MLB. The two of them are just two peas in a pod of just two dickheads. Um, he pips a home run that doesn't go out, hits the top of the wall, comes back, and he gets yep. out at first base. Yep. And he gets to play. And, and he gets to play uh you know for the rest of for the rest of the of the series. And it's it's just ridiculous. You think uh let me ask you this, you think uh Lasorda keeps him in after no. that? You think LaRusso keeps him in after that? You Tory. think any of these old school guys Joe Walter keep fucking Maddie. idiot like that? None of them. He, he, None of them. And he can't hit. He was an automatic out for the entire playoffs. An automatic and, out. And, and, and the only thing more frustrating, I think, I mean, well, the, the, like you were saying, the 1B to the 1A of the frustration as a Yankee fan of watching them fucking, their inability to score enough runs to win a game is the announcers. And them trying to give IKF the excuse that Torres on that double play ball didn't put the ball where it's supposed to be. I played second base when we played men's league then for shortstop you put the ball because it's a bang bang play essentially you're not looking because you know where second base is if you play the middle infield you know where second base is and you know where the person covering the bag is supposed to be you put the ball there without even looking and glaber torres put that ball to the front of the bag expecting ikf coming across from shortstop to be at the front side of the bag, the mount side of the bag, come across the bag and throw it to first for a double play. And IKF decides to take his short center field, essentially, and come from behind the bag like a Little League pickoff fucking play. Why? 
And they're saying, well, Torres, Torres needs to make sure he secures one out there. He's got to get it to second base. IKF was coming from center field. You don't take that path from shortstop to second base to turn two. You never take that path. It doesn't make sense. You're not supposed to be running towards the pitcher's mound when you try to turn two. You're supposed to be moving your body towards first base because you're throwing the ball as fast as you can. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And so if you can't that back foot down and plant and throw, at least your body weight is bringing you to first base. So IKF is not a shortstop. IKF is not a major leaguer. He shouldn't be there. I, I really don't want to see him in pinstripes again. I so, don't I so want him gone. I, I disagree with you. He absolutely is a major league player. He's a utility player. He's the guy that plays once a week when somebody gets injured he, and needs a day-to-day. He get, But he's not a shortstop. He's a third baseman. That's why he won a gold glove playing third base. And I don't know why, but Brian Cashman thought that he could somehow finagle this guy to play freaking shortstop because he wanted to go and then try and pretend like he's a gold glover. He is a gold glover at third base. To sit there and put, try to put him at shortstop was a farce. But we've seen this before, right? We had the best shortstop in baseball, and we made him play third base. So that the, the defensively worst shortstop in baseball could continue to pretend to play shortstop. Like, it's just, it's just amazingly just terrible, terrible management up and down. You know, when we were kids, we had the same lineup for four years straight. We had the same Chuck Knobloch fucking leading off, Derek Jeter batting second, Bernie Williams batting third, Paul O'Neill batting fourth, or or flip-flopped, you know, Tino Martinez batting fifth. Like, it was O'Neal, Bernie, and Martinez. We split up the freaking lefties with, with the switch hitter. You know, Posada somewhere in the mix. For four years, the same lineup. I think we had a different leadoff man four times in the two series that we played in the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I, you and I played baseball a lot of years together. I always felt very good batting second and you batting third. I, I just felt good. I knew where I was. I knew I knew Sean batted ahead of me. I knew you batted behind me, and I, I just kind of felt good there. The, the, the continuity felt good. To know, just like in hockey, we're watching the hockey game right now. Having the same line makes you feel good. Batting in the same spot makes you feel good. You kind of know the flow of the game. You're, you're ready for it. You're 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 more aware, I guess, when you know where you're going to be at all times. You don't have to sit there and think, "Oh shit, what am I batting today?" And well, it, it's really- definitely, especially a, a game that's so you know, I, I, essentially a chess match. Sean at first, uh, at second base, you at first base, nobody out, and I come to the plate. What are you thinking? There's a good chance I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You're going to lay one down or you're going to hit and run. 
And honestly, Sean at first base and me at second base, you know what we're both going to do? We're going to wait for the pitcher to throw a wild one, and we're going to take the next two bases. I mean, that was that was the key to our success for for like six years, was that Sean and I would get on to first and second, and then the pitcher would throw a wild pitch. Like, <laughs> we would just move. And, and then the next thing you know, TJ hits a double, and we're both scoring. It was Sean – Strategically, always getting hit by a pitch, <laughs> leading off. Get hit by a pitch. I'd <laughs> single or walk, and then we both, and then we'd both get freaking moved over uh, on a wild pitch. The very next uh, pitch, it always happens. You know? <laughs> it makes you. It makes you feel good to know that you're. There's some continuity to it. You know, I guarantee you, if you asked Derek Cheater if it felt good knowing that he was always going to bat second, knowing what was going to like where you're going to be. There's some comfort in that. There's some there's some familiarity and 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 it just feels good, honestly. It just really does. You just know where you're gonna be at, and it's it's just good for business. And and Aaron Boone didn't do that at all this season. There was so much movement, nobody got in a rhythm. Uh, if he keeps I, his I, job this year, dude, or into next year, it's absolutely gonna happen. He only got that job in the first place because his his father was a good manager. Um, and he hit a lucky home run once in his life. Me personally. I think he should be going back to pretending to do other people's freaking uh, batting stance. Better players than he was. He should be mimicking their batting stance for a living because he is not good at managing a baseball game. And God bless Michael Kay. I never had so much respect for him as I do now. Yesterday, a 30-minute scathing, absolutely scathing uh, rant on Aaron Boone and the New York Yankees. Just absolutely destroyed them. And I could not be more happy uh, that somebody so close to the team did that. I really couldn't. Uh, it, it, it was it was definitely uh, something that I did not see coming. But da- I'll be damned if I ain't glad it happened because they they deserve it. They earned it by by yeah. every by every single uh, measure. They did not measure up. They just didn't. It, it just it just wasn't a thing. You know, so um, Michael K absolutely let the Yankees have it yesterday, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was it was everything I needed to be true to be truthful. Um, Listen, I, I got to say, I, it, it's not worth shit. It doesn't mean anything on the grand scheme of things. But I, it, if these three things happen, I just I don't see myself rooting for this team next year. If Boone stays, if Cashman stays, and if Judge leaves, I just I can't do it. I'm, dude, I'll I'll, I'll root. For any else, anybody else, I'll, I'll root for. Give, give me a fucking team that has no shot. I'll, I'll root for the Angels. I, dude, I, I can't do it. I, I can't be bothered with nonsense. It's just, it, it, it's stupidity. Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. It, it's just pure stupidity. And it, how long are 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 we gonna have to sustain it? Boone is not a good manager. Donnie baseball is available. Do I think Don Manning is the greatest man in baseball? No. I'd rather watch him go out there and give it a shot than, than Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone's a puppet. And and, and Cashman and Hal are just working the mouth. Via wrecked them. 
So, so some of the comments from Michael K yesterday, uh, quote, if I'm the owner of the Yankees, Hal Steinbrenner, I'd be red hot. I'd call Brian Cashman and the front office into a room. I spent more than a billion dollars on analytics and can't even make a World Series. This is unacceptable. There is something wrong here. Two of four games you lost because of the bullpen mismanagement. And on a day-to-day basis, you don't know who your shortstop was, your leadoff hitter was. This is incomprehensible. The big move with the Twins is going to go down as one of the worst trades that Brian, and he means Brian Cashman, has ever made. And that is going to haunt them for a very long time. Yankee fans are really angry. You went to the seventh game in 2017 and let Girardi go, but there has been no ramifications to these failures. To continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result is insanity. Something has to change. I could not agree more with Michael Kay. And I can't believe I'm saying that. For so many years, I just just really did not care for Michael Kay. Um, and, and I'll be damned. I mean, there, there's, he went, he went deep there. It was long. It was long and it was, it was winded. He, he let them have it big time. Um, and he also said he talked to three players from the Oh four team and they were outraged that their failure was used as an inspiration for the 22 team. And to make it worse, Eduardo Perez has Aaron Boone FaceTime with David Ortiz. I think that was embarrassing too. We're going to go to our arch nemesis and in one of our biggest failures in the history of the franchise, arguably the biggest failure in the history of baseball. And it happened to our franchise. And we're going to use that as motivation for why not us? Like Aaron Boone could not be a bigger failure of a manager if he tried harder. Like it's just absolutely incomprehensible to me how this man is employed. I, I just quite frankly do not understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Like, and and that moves us to our next point. Uh, should they stay or should they go? You ready for it, T? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Miguel Castro, pitcher, stay or go? Uh, stay. I, I liked what he did this season. I thought he did a very good job in the short time before he got injured. Yeah. Um, he he had a decent season this year. Garrett Cole, stay. How do you feel about what Cole did, uh, um, in the postseason? <sighs> I agree, Doc. If Boone stays, then the ownership is a joke. It's beyond a joke at this point. Um, I don't think I. I think Cole still put them in a position to win. The offense didn't put themselves in a position to win. I don't think, I think if you're going to, if the question is, do I think Cole is living up to his price tag? Probably not. But, you know, how many guys that get their monster deals often, you know, live up to their price tag. But I don't think he was a detriment to the team. And, yeah, he has the problem of giving up the long ball, but I, he, dude, none of this is on him. It's not. Agreed. Nestor Cortez. Oh, definitely stay. Domingo Herman. Um I would say stay unless something else pops up and becomes better available. I uh so I'll let you know when I disagree with you. And I and and just just so everybody understands, when we say Domingo Herman stay, we're we're talking about pure baseball existence. We're not getting into the weeds about fucked up shit people did on their personal time that we do not agree with 
uh, we're, we're talking about their ability to play baseball and help the New York Yankees win. Uh, Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes, stay. All right. Uh, Frankie, Mo- oh, excuse me, I'm skipping. Jonathan Loisega. Stay. Uh, Frankie Montas. I can go either way. I can go either way. I agree on that one. Um, hopefully, I honestly don't think he's going to be any better than what we've seen to this point in the season, you know, in his time as a Yankee. And some people might call me foolish, but I'm telling you right now, and I've said it about Otani, uh, and I've, and I'll say it again, playing in front of nobody in games you're expected to lose is not the same as playing for the Yankees. It really is. Fact. So going from the Oakland Athletics, where people are freaking getting blowjobs and banging in the seats rather than watch your game, which <laughs> I can't really blame them. What uh, a game! You know, is not the same as going to play in Yankee Stadium <clears throat> in, in games that the, the fans not only care about but the players care about. You know, it's it's just not the same. It really isn't. No. Even when the times where the A's were good in the early two thousands, where they were competing, it's still not like playing in Yankee Stadium. Never will be. But it's just not. The ghosts moved across the street. And, you know, I think Joey Gallo can attest to the fact that Yankee fans are animals. And, you know, it's 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 a different beast altogether. Uh, Juan de Peralta. Stay. He did great this year. I, I thought he did a great job this year. Very, very impressive as uh, Panarin gets the breakaway against Georgiev. Oof, misses wide on the net. Uh, Clark Schmidt. Either way. You know what? I wanted to say send his ass back down to the minors for some more seasoning, but he's 26. (laughs) Oh, we got to move here. Yeah, it's sorry, folks. We're getting distracted with these New York Rangers. Aaron stepping in. Pass across. What a shot. Oof. Nice shot by Zibanejad. Goes Zibanejad? in the net. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Oh, did not go in the net. My mistake. Ooh, almost gets the tap in. What just happened? What's anyway, the stoppage for? Moving okay. forward. Moving forward, uh, Luis Severino. Um, well, uh, are we going on the basis of we can make a move for somebody else? Well, I mean, he still has, I think, another option year on his contract. For like, I, I would like, probably let Severino like go. Ten million. Yeah, I would probably let Severino go. Really, for ten million dollars? There's no consistency there. I feel like he's just. Some days he's amazing, and other days he's there. Eh. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we've gotten this far through the pitching rotation. I want to see uh, a new arm, and if I'm going to separate somebody, I think it would be Severino. So bear like, in mind, listen, he had, over Is over he? the course of the season, over over the course of 19 starts, he had a 3.18 ERA. No, I, I not bad at all. By, but, by uh, any stretch, I don't know. Next, on, I disagree. I'd keep Severino. Next on the list is Jamison Tyone, who I would send to the fucking moon. Let him go pitch up there. <sighs> Tyon, it's like when he settles in, he could be when he settles in, dude, he could be fucking phenomenal and consistent and control the game very well. But he has, he has a problem getting to the point of settling in. 
we just got rid of Montgomery for the exact same reason that we should get rid of Tyone, right? I yeah, mean, no, I, I agree. The whole Listen. thing with Montgomery is look, we have to get rid of Montgomery. He doesn't have a put away pitch. Um, the, the, basically, I just want to point out to everybody who does not know Montgomery and Tyone are the exact same pitcher, except that Montgomery was younger, cheaper, and left handed. Yeah, but they're the exact same guy. We got rid of the wrong guy, but but the Cardinals never would have taken him because he cost more money. Yeah, Doc no, says so. Doc, Doc, oh, no, I, 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 like I said, I can't disagree with keeping Sevy. I, I just, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather see somebody else there, but no, with Tyon, it's, it's, you, you can't. He consistently has that problem until he settles in. He's a fucking disaster. So, see you later. But uh, next up, Lou Trevino. Trevino. Hmm. Stay. Yeah, I mean, I can go either way with Trevino. I yeah, he didn't see, he didn't show me anything that was awful. He didn't show me anything that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you know, he, we'll he didn't really cost the team anything. I. Greg Weissert. And I know what you're thinking. I don't even know who that is. Neither do I. No idea who that is. Yeah, he can go. He can definitely go. Um, also, I, I think that we're, we're talking about um, some of these guys, bear in mind, are fill-ins for injured players. And those injured players being guys like Zach Britton, Scott Efros, um, Luis Hill, or heel, I guess. Chad Green, Michael King was a big blow for us losing Michael King. Ron Marinaccio did a great job this year. Steven Ridings was good before he got injured. So some of those guys are going to be in competition. Honestly, if you look at our 40-man roster and the pitchers that we have on there, our bullpen would be lights out if it wasn't for all the injuries. Seriously? So Doc says that he said that Severino should stay, and this is coming from a fan of another team in the ALS. Who's your team, Doc? I didn't know that. You're you're a fan of another team in the ALS. Who's your team? As we move on, uh, (laughs) I hope I hope he doesn't say Boston. He's gonna say Baltimore or something like that, which is all right. I'm all right with that. Moving on to catchers, Kyle Higashioka. I like Higgy. I do. Jose Trevino. He's a stay. So here's my deal, right? I think if you can upgrade Trevino, then get rid of Higgy. And let Trevino do the be, be the backup. Yeah, that's fine. You know? Depending uh, on who, who you're I, I mean, what's the upgrade though? That I again that's that's I don't think either one of those guys were a detriment as far as yeah, if you can get an upgrade, of course, who's gonna say no to an upgrade? But well, so when I say I'm not saying get rid of the guy, I'm saying is he is if you not can make my a maneuver. Guy, yeah, he's not my guy for the next ten years. No, I understand that. So uh, moving forward, Oswaldo Cabrera. Bye. Really? Yeah. Fuck him. I feel like you're just too mad about the playoffs right now, and that's yeah. Not- yeah, I couldn't care less. Bye. So Doc says he's from Toronto, so he's a Blue Jays fan. Fair enough. He is from the six with his woes, as Drake would say. 
Uh, I would keep Oswaldo Cabrera. He is very versatile, plays a lot, and he's only, well, let's see, how old is he? 23 years old? Yeah, definitely keeping that kid. He's a switch hitter. Uh, he has some pop, plays multiple positions, has a solid glove. He didn't perform well in the postseason, but how many 23-year-olds playing their, what, 70th game in Major League Baseball play great in the playoffs? It's not a very common thread. Usually if you're 23 years old and you're starting, and it, it's not in the playoffs because uh, your team yeah, comes. Well- He's pimping a home run like a 28-year-old that's been in the league forever, so fuck him. Again, a 28-year-old shouldn't be pimping home runs, but again, that's because of piss poor management and piss poor leadership. That has nothing to do with the 23-year-old. You don't blame the 23-year-old for acting like a fool. You blame the the 40-something-year-old manager for not sitting him down and saying, we don't do that around here. That's what you blame. No, no, no. You, You could do everything but have a beard, according to the Yankees. Yeah, so moving forward, Josh Donaldson. See you the fuck later. I would I would eject him to the planet Flaflufla. Like I would go find galaxies that have not been dis- discovered yet and send Josh Donaldson there immediately. Arguably, number one or two biggest douches in Major League Baseball. Um, <laughs> fuck it. I, I you know I watched hockey. I watched Georgiev play goalie for the New York Rangers for far too long. Couldn't win a fucking and shootout. Couldn't win a life. fucking one-on-one for his fucking life. And today is the day that he wants to win a fucking one-on-one. Absolute horseshit. Dude. Like, like it was like science. It was like so out of position there. What is he doing? It, it was like fucking gravity. If Georgiev had a fucking one-on-one, he was giving up a goal. And there it comes in at the hash marks. Make a quick move. Oh, and it's in the back. There's Georgiev that we know. That's the Georgiev special. You hold on to that. Way to go, Breadman. Way to go. Way to go, Breadman. And we are going to round four of the shootout. Two points that the Rangers desperately need. A little bit of a slump going on. What a move. What a move. Waited him out. Absolutely waited him out. Went to the backhand and lifted it up over stick. And Rodriguez comes in. Oh, that's a Portuguese Rodriguez. I don't like it. It is. Oh, oh my God. He absolutely demolished, demolished Shesterkin to the back of the net. And well-deserved because, holy shit, why is Shesterkin coming out of the net that far like it's 1992 and he's Patrick Waugh? Oh, my God. It wasn't even a good move. It wasn't. He fell. Let's see if Alexi Lafreniere has got some stuff for us. Going too fast. And that's it. That's Told the game. You. And fucking Georgiev, the fucking loser that he is, <sighs> has one good game in his life, and he thinks he's the bee's knees and the cat's meow. Fucking Rangers give one away there, but whatever. It is what it is. It's one game in a long season. Moving forward, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Bye. I keep the left at, at shortstop. At shortstop, goodbye. Oh, I agree. The new shortstop. He can he can play. Uh, he can play any other position. Because uh, truthfully, dude, he plays catcher. He plays the outfield. He plays the infield. I think the only position he's never played is pitcher. You want to keep him as utility guy? That's fine. He should not be a shot, starting shortstop. He, he shouldn't be the a New starter. York Yankees. He shouldn't be a starter at all. Shouldn't be a starter. Uh, Doc says JD has to go. I agree, Doc. I, not only is he a bad baseball player, he's a bad personality to have a young around young players. Yeah, uh, 
Oswald Peraza. Say again. Stay. I I I'm not I'm not too sure. I mean, it's not that I don't want him to play. I just don't. I, I my commitment to him is not long term, especially when you're talking about the free agent class we have now with Trey Turner coming up in the free agency, uh, and uh, 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 Correa, Carlos Correa is also going to be a free agent once again. Um, so you know, there's a lot of good free agent shortstops coming out. I'm not saying I don't want to try the young guys. I am saying that I am not sold on him as of yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I, there isn't anything I saw from him that I dislike to this point. No. Anthony Rizzo. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, put him on a fucking pedestal. So I guess you're keeping him. 100%. He, he okay. might be the one of the only bowl players in the club. That's a good take. That's a, that's a solid take. I'll give a a, th- a, a ding on that one. Uh, Glaber Torres. You'd say. I think Glaber had a good bounce back year. I mean, his batting average wasn't where I wanted it to be. He was a little too streaky this season. But he batted 257, which seems to be the, the league average these days. Right. You know, I mean, you bat 250. You're, it's like batting 350 back in the day when you know people could actually hit. So, I mean, it's not Glaber's fault. It, he's a victim of his time. Where batting two fifty and hitting twenty home runs is is all you need to do. Uh, Harrison Bader, I definitely stay. I want to see a full season out of him. Aaron Judge, he better fucking stay. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, stay. Um, Andrew Benintendi. Yeah, you can go. Really? Gold, yeah. A gold glove outfielder who can bat 300? You're going to send him away? He can go. And he's left-handed. <laughs> Aaron Hicks. <laughs> see the fuck later. Um, and uh, let's see one. I think I got one more here. Matt Carpenter. Oh, man. I... He had a terrible playoff, and before the injury, he was a stud. So I, I want to see Matt Carpenter out there. Yeah, so Matt Carpenter's gone. I'm sorry. He's old. Uh, the odds of him coming back and playing the same way again are are very far, few and far between. It's but he just was not- consistent until it hurt. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He was consistently that guy that wasn't afraid of the moment and could play up to the moment. I, I understand what you're saying. And Tom Brady was that way too until this season. 
<laughs> it ends for somebody at some day, at some point. Well, you want to buy high and you want to buy low and sell high, okay? And I think right now he's low, so sell anyway. Uh, Doc says Rizzo is the second best player. He has to stay. Well, is it Rizzo? From what I understand, he might go um, test free agency. He wants a two year deal, a fresh two year deal. And then Doc says Stanton should go, in my opinion. Now I am I'm kind of on board with Doc. He and, and it's Doc- not it's not that Stanton it's not that I think that Stanton's value is there. Stanton's very streaky. When Stanton's hot, it's tremendous. When he's low, it's just whiffing at the ball. But no one will take on Stanton's contract. It's worth more for the Yankees to have that kind of power in the lineup. Than to just be like, oh, hey, we're going to eat this. That, I mean, that's where it's from. Do I think Stanton is, is the end all be all? I mean, the guy doesn't even play the fucking field ninety nine percent of the time. But I think for what they paid for him and what they're stuck with, his bat is good enough to keep. If somebody wanted to take Stanton's contract, sure. So I don't um, think that Stanton's contract's that bad anymore. He still has what, like four years left. He does, but he still hits thirty something home runs a year. Yeah, but he's owed what? Close to a hundred mil. Yeah, four probably. years, probably. But 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 bear in mind that that's not that much money anymore. That's fair, right? I mean, listen, A-Rob if you can, A-Rob. if you if if you could offload Stanton to free up some room for you, you keep obviously I, I renege on the Benintendi. You keep Benintendi. You 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 get somebody to pick up Stanton's contract. You free up more money for Judge. You already got Bader out there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. The, it, the outfield looks infinitely better. With and then and then you have more flex space to to rest guys in the DH role. Right. I mean that, that's what it comes down to. And it, maybe keep your boy Carpenter. Listen, I, I again, it's just if it's a stay or go, and I want if if it's coming from a personal place of how I feel about the player it, themselves, I don't think Stanton's a negative. Um, the way I would like to see the game played and Stanton's home run or nothing approach, would I rather see somebody that's out there and get on base more? Yeah, I would. I don't care what statistics say. If you can get a single runners in scoring position, it's better than striking out with bases loaded. Agreed. I concur wholeheartedly with that one. Um, so uh, moving on, uh, uh, Aaron Boone, stay or go, dude. I will fucking help him pack. <laughs> Brian Cashman, stay or go. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to that point, like I stay or go, like go. In my opinion, opinion is like somebody should pull up to his fucking house and throw a burlap sack over his head and just take him away in the dead of the night in an unmarked vehicle. Doc says Stanton can be replaced even if you eat money. Think you can still get better. The so problem is think, they're not going to eat money. They, they don't even problem. want to pay judge. They're not going to eat the money. How Steinbrenner is a penny pincher. I don't I don't think you 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 don't you can't cut my uh John Carlos Stanton. I almost said Mike Stanton. Um Phil Kessel, 990 consecutive games played NHL record, by the way, just broken today with wow. the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. Um but uh, so Aaron, when you'll help him pack, I, I'll be right there with you. Um, Brian Cashman, thanks for your service. You're fucking seven years past your prime. Bye. I, more than that, I, I mean, 
he accidentally won that World Series in 09. He hasn't done anything remotely impressive. I mean, every so often he'll find one diamond in the rough, but he'll give out, you know, $100 million worth of bad contracts before he finds that one guy that's on a on a fucking try one deal. Yep. So if I could, I'd get rid of those guys too, but uh, such is life. Hal Steinbrenner. Bye. How, if I could, I'd fire Hal Steinbrenner. If ever there were somebody who was a disgrace to their family name, it, it's definitely that guy. I, I like the Yankee, the fucking team to the Taliban, and I, I could find a way to get behind that more than fucking Hal Steinbrenner at the helm anymore. Like, it's seriously, fuck this guy. I think the, I think the biggest struggle that we have as Yankee fans with Hal Steinbrenner is it's very apparent that he does not care if they win or lose. As long as they're still shit. Filled, as long as they're still getting contracts with Apple Plus and 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 Amazon, that's all that matters to him. He doesn't care if they win the World Series. It's nope. an extra couple of hundred thousand dollars, as far as he's concerned. Maybe a couple of million dollars when he's when he's looking at billions with a B. Uh, he, dude, he's in the business of making money, not in the business of winning. Absolutely, absolutely, and and, and you know what? I'm not saying that his father was the greatest owner in the world and always made the right decision. That's not true. He hired Billy Martin like 30 times. And Billy Martin sucked at not only as a player, but as a coach. Um, yeah, I said it old timers. Billy Martin sucked as a yeah, player. Yeah, but at least Billy Martin would have probably drunkenly taken a swing at people pimping home runs. Uh, I don't disagree. Especially home runs that didn't go out of the park. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you, but he would probably would have like, probably would have told one of those guys like Reggie Jackson to lay down a bunt. Because he couldn't hit, and he was like, "I'm not letting this guy hit a home run." I couldn't do it. Um, but it, I, I, I digress. I got distracted hating on Billy Martin because I can't stand his stupid face. Um, he only he talk about people that only got jobs because of who they know. He was fucking Mickey Mantle's drinking buddy, and therefore he got a job for life because of it. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, I, it's it's one of those things where you know I don't think that George always made the right decision. It, that wasn't the case, but I don't think that anybody could ever sit there and pretend like he did not care. Oh, he gave a shit. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to, um, to sit there and be like, well, your owner wasn't that great before you're right. He wasn't, but he cared. And, and sometimes that's enough, you know, like I want to win. You don't always, you're not always successful. You don't, you, you do its best to, to in your mind. And that may not be the right answer. Like Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones isn't the best fucking NFL owner ever. But there is no question whether or not Jerry Jones wants to win. Like these play, these it's play- hilarious too because at least Jerry Jones isn't a drone. I love the fact that he fucking he was the only person that voted against the, uh, um, what's his name, um, as commissioner, um, Goodell, and he said it's not that I don't want him to be commissioner. I don't think he deserves uh, all these pay raises that he's getting. And then I believe told Robert Kraft to go f himself or something like that, or don't f with me. Like I respect that everybody else voted for oh yeah yeah give him whatever he wants give goodell whatever he wants and jerry jones is like f him he didn't earn it robert Kraft did robert Kraft just get married didn't his wife die like last year and a few years ago yeah was it and cash is definitely worn out as welcome doc i yeah, mean doc years ago cashman is worn out as welcome absolutely absolutely uh so Doc says we that the Yankees can make one or two good sized moves in the offseason and get better. You just have to keep they have to keep Judge or all bets are off. And he's absolutely right. I don't think you can give away Aaron Judge. He's the first homegrown Yankee 
to really mean anything significant to the franchise. But again, it's 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 just the the Yankees tact at offering him fucking chump change. And I don't want to sit here and act like two hundred and some odd million dollars is chump change. But when you see the contracts going out to these players who have no problem eating up these contracts and and, and playing, you know, for the Angels and being nobodies and never going to probably get to a World Series in their career. It's all about the money, and you're the New York Yankees, and you're going to pretend like you don't have money. And and the I funny thing is, that like, a lot of these Met fans are, like, sitting there like, oh, we should go after, we should go after Judge, we should go after Judge. And it, it's essentially they're talking out their ass, and, and they just want to, you know, like, you know, poke the bear a little bit. But 100% they should be assholes and go after Judge. 100%. Be assholes. Fucking offer him more money than the Yankees can offer him just to jack up the price a little bit, just to be assholes. Why not? Teach the Yankees a lesson that that's what you get for offering a guy fucking probably $180 million too less before the guy was going to have a career year. I hope somebody comes in and jacks up the price for them. But the problem is Hal Steimer would let him go. He He doesn't give a shit. And, and I blame Yankee fans for still showing up and paying $14 for a friggin' Budweiser. Honestly, it's it has nothing. You could not go to the stadium and they'll still make money. I get it, but it would be so not watch games. much more embarrassing to play to a fucking quarter of a crowd. I, I don't disagree, but at the same time, they're still going to make money. You can't watch the game. You have to sit there and go, yeah, I got better things to do right now than watch this team. That's the only way you're going to get away with 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 it, you know. It's, I mean, it's that's it. I mean, you have to get to a position where, uh, where you're just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm just, I'm just not going to watch the games. I didn't watch the game on Sunday. I, you know, I was, I've been having some health scares, you know, the last week or so, and I just didn't want to get overly stressed. And I, I knew they weren't going to win because they have no heart. Brian Hawk today on WFAN said in 2017 and 2019, after Houston losses. He saw CC Sabathia and Brett Gardner crying. This time around, players were in the clubhouse just like, wow, they smoked us. And uh, he doesn't think that there was any heartbreak in those players. And again, that is solely on management entirely because you set the tone for the title. When they panned over every game so far that they were losing to Houston, halfway through the game, you have players goofing around and smiling. What the fuck are you smiling about? You know, I, I, I was watching the end of a football game the other day. Uh, I want to say it was uh, the London game with the Saints and the um, shit. I can't remember who they were playing. But I believe the Saints won in walk-off fashion. They kicked the field goal to win the game, and or they lost. I forget. It was too, It was early in the morning on a Sunday. But as soon as that happened, you have players walking on the field, smiling and laughing and talking to each other. Opponents. And I thought the same thing. Like, what the hell is there to smile about? You just lost. You just traveled a third of the way across the planet to lose a game. And not lose decisively. You lost in the last three seconds of the game. Like, why are you smiling? Like, what is there to smile about? I don't understand I, that. Like, I think sports has reached a point. I don't want to shake anybody's hand. I think sports has reached a point where these guys are getting paid so much money that how do you not smile? They don't. How they do you not have, like? They have no pride. They have very right, little pride. Like, so at least, at least not in the team. As long as they play well, right? Or they feel they played well, you know. I, I'm still getting paid on Monday and Tuesday. So what do I give a shit? The priority is no longer winning a championship. It's let me get paid and get the hell out of here. Okay, that's 100 percent what it is. Nobody cares about what they do for the franchise or the city. Uh, and again, that that's that's because of free agency. 
uh, free agency kind of created that that monster. Um, and I'm not saying free agency is bad. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying is that free agency removes that type of um, uh, bond that a team has with a city or a player has with a city. You know, where where, where guys like Jackie Robinson's like, I'm not moving to L.A. I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn Dodger, not an L.A. Dodger. Um, you know, Roberto Clemente played for the Pirates, and he's like, I, I play for the Pirates. I'm not playing someplace else. Um, Doc says every team in the East is chasing the Yanks. All teams can spend. It's tough to outspend the Dodgers and Yankees. Teams could do it. They just won't. Besides, there is an appeal to playing in New York. There is an appeal to playing in New York. It, there absolutely is, but it also takes a certain type of player to be successful to do it. Um, and and some people just ain't made for it. Joey Gallo, perfect example. Sonny Gray, perfect example. Uh, and it very well be may, may well be Frankie Montas, uh, depending on on how he adjusts to being a Yankee next season. Um, and then thank you, Doc. It was a Viking Saints game. One of those two teams, I can't remember which, lost in uh, field gold fashion to lose the game, and uh, they're smiling after it. And again, I guess you're right. They're making millions of dollars. Why be sad? You know, I guess it just doesn't mean anything to them, especially, you know, when you're not planning on being there the day after tomorrow, you know, and you can ask for trades and you can ask for uh, all this other stuff that's going on. But uh, I digress. I think uh, I, I that wraps it up for baseball. You want to talk some hockey tea? Oh, God, not now. Oh, my God. Fucking Rangers. Like, Gorgiev can't win a shootout to save his life for the Rangers. And then tonight, holds the Rangers to two goals and one shootout goal. And, and, and you're playing the Avalanche, who on average score about six goals a game. And the Rangers, that small victory of holding them to two goals, and you can't come away with a win. It, it's, And I'm, I'm not trying to shit on the Rangers because I think they have a great team. And I think they're just, you know, in a little bit of a slumper. Um, that Winnipeg game was bullshit. The, the travel arrangements to play the next night on like four hours of sleep, maybe, uh, was horseshit. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets game is gross. And it, it's just, listen, they're, they're, they, they tripped up a little bit. They're going to get back on target. They have the team. They, they have all the pieces in place. It's just they got to bring it all together. I like the lines that they're they're putting out there. Um, it's early in the year, but I'm still going to be pissy about it. Uh, I I uh, I I'm not seeing I'm not seeing the sheer Sturkin that we're all used to. No, so far this year, absolutely not. Um, there's definitely a whole. I mean, look look at a Minnesota Wild game. It, it was just a shooting gallery for a while. Yeah, and I, I, I. Well, I love seeing Shesterkin have those type of bringing a shoot at the third period. The way the game is played today, I'd rather my team score six goals and lose six four, than have to try to hold on to a one goal lead through the third period. It's just the way the game is. Yeah, but that doesn't excuse the fact that. Shusterkin is definitely not out to a hot start. You know what, though? I think we all – I don't want to say I saw this coming. I, I, I don't feel that I saw this coming. 
I'm saying is I think everybody kind of figured that the Rangers just scoring barely enough to win games and relying on Shesterkin to be a brick wall with 50 Sutton shots on goal, um, you know, to, to win a game. I, I think that, uh, I, I think that was unrealistic, you know, it seems it's not sustainable. All last year we saw that Shesterkin playing games on his head and that's the only way we're going to, we're going to win, you know, and, and, and you, you can't play that way. It has to be complimentary hockey. Uh, Doc said, "Great point by both of us. Uh, athletes are in the are in the just show me the money state, and it's sad." Uh, with reference to us talking about how players don't care about their teams or their state. Or- when there's that much money out there to be made, it's just that's where their priorities are, and it's hard. I'm not going to say it's not hard to sit there and, and scoff at that because, of course, I mean we all go to work and we all look to make as much money as we can. You know, I, I've worked the last three weekends in a row. To make a little extra overtime money, you know, got to pay the bills. You, you got to do what you can for your family. But that drive to for a player to go through his career and not have a championship isn't the, I guess, punishment it was. It's not the, you know, oh well, you know what? He never he never won a World Series, so it, I feel like it's just not that. It's not at the top of, of, you know, the list of things you publish. You know what, you know I, think what I mean? That- and I think the perfect example is how much onus the Yankees put on the, you know, judge chasing down the home run record. And then how badly that probably affected him going into the playoffs. Yeah, I, um, you know, I was just thinking, you know, that, that back in when we were younger, there were certain players and I think the last player that we're going to see do that is probably going to be Ryan Zimmerman. But these call guys like Mr. Whatever, right? Uh, uh, Kirby Puckett's Mr. Twin. You talk about Tony Gwynn is Mr. Padre. Jeff Conine was Mr. Marlin. Um, maybe not the Hall of Fame type player, but a good player that stuck with the team through thick and thin. Uh, and, and, and he was emblematic of what the franchise was he was that that face of the franchise but again not the greatest player they had right? marlins had plenty of players better than jeff conine um now granted uh and and i think i think the 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 nats have had better players than than uh ryan zimmerman but no player stuck with the team as long as he did no player dealt with the ups and the downs as much as he did yeah you know and and I don't think we're going to see that anymore. I don't think we're going to see that. people are going to dude, be looking for greener pastures. We're I, we're in the we're in the the era of the super team where players call each other up on weekends and say, "Hey, buddy, I'm going to go form a team with my other friends. And we're going to go win a championship, and then we're all going to get big contracts on other teams after the fact." You down? Honestly, it's kind of disgusting. I think you're not going to see like that onus put on a championship for a tremendous player like. Essentially, like what we got to see with Ray Bork, what a what a tremendous accomplishment on a fucking amazing career that that guy, after what twenty one seasons, finally got a Stanley Cup, finally got to hoist Lord Stanley's Cup, and like that was the cap to that amazing career. And now it, hey, I just got my huge contract, and that's the cap to my career. Who gives yeah. a shit if I win the title? And yeah. and that's just how it is, and that's sad, dude. That's brutal. 
Yeah. I, it's I'll, it's not what sports is about. I, I get it. Like, we all want to get paid, like I said. We all want to make money and provide for our families. But these guys have no problem providing for their families with a fucking rookie deal and, and making league minimum. You know what I mean? They're still very well off. They make more money than I do. Yeah. So it, it's just already is not there to, to cap your career off with that achievement, to check that box and be like, I'm a champion. It seems like it doesn't matter. It, it just, it's not a high priority anymore. And, and it's, it's ruining sports, dude. I mean, we have a basketball situation. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think, I think Shesterkin pulls it together. I think they need to play more complimentary defense and, and stop giving up 50 shots a game. I was going to say, I think the defense is a little lackluster so far. Um, I, I don't know if it got in Truba's head after last year of everybody being like, oh, you're fucking dirty, 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 dirty. It doesn't seem like he's laying the wood as much. Maybe he's he thinks he's not supposed to in that captain role. Maybe he's supposed to be an example for the team, but I think the example is to put a hurting on people. But the defense has been very slow, not very, you know, not very punishment-driven. Yeah. But... uh I do like what I'm seeing from Kako early on in the season. Um, yeah. The Bonadad started off hot as opposed to last season where he started off very cold. Yep. He, didn't, he actually didn't even really, really get it going until January last year. Yep. Um, so it's good to see him starting off hot. Kreider's very cold to start the season. Um, yep. But there's still time to get those tip-ins in. We're still getting our... our I was going to say, goal. does he even have a tipping goal yet? I believe he has one. I believe he has one. Um, he got it early on, like the first two games of the season. Um, but I, I, you know, we're still yes, it's very many uh, of the same players back together. But at the same token, we've got a lot of new players. Jimmy VC's back. Um, you got Trocheck on there now. You've got uh, Kraftsoff in there. Uh, Sammy Blaze back. He never really got into a, a rhythm with the team last year. So there's a lot of stuff going on with the Rangers. Uh, I think once they get that magic, once they get that familiarity with one another and they start feeling good um, with the lines, I, I think we're going to start seeing more scoring. Um, and again, I just think that the defense needs to step up uh, and stop teams from putting up 50 shots on goal. Cause it's, it's just the nature of statistics, right? Uh, I believe I believe uh, Shesterkin didn't have the great the great numbers when he came to goals against, um, but he had a high the, the highest save percentage. Why? Because the Rangers gave up fifty yeah. shots on goal per night, and if he gave if he if he gives up four goals on fifty shots, that's still better than everybody else that gives up two goals on twenty shots. Listen, if you're going to play that kind of West Coast fast paced hockey, you, you got to shoot more than the other team. Yeah, you got to shoot puck more yeah. tonight. They just didn't get they just didn't get it. Right, they were neck and neck with the Avalanche tonight, but they just it just, just fell short. That's all, dude. They uh, have our number again so far this year and last year. It's just uh the shorthanded goal they gave up to start off the third period was was probably the big mistake on the night, and that's probably what cost them the game. I take it back. That is what cost them the game. That shorthanded goal sucked. But that's all I got about hockey. T, unless you got something else to throw in there. Uh, let's go Rangers. Glad hockey season's back. Now we get to watch the Jets. Hopefully continue their success and the Rangers step on the gas pedal a little bit, you know what I mean, and go back to what they were doing last year. 
Yep. But and, it, uh, it's a great time for sports, especially in New York City. So, uh, what, one more. Th- I, I'm not sure if we brought it up, but the Jets did trade for James Robinson, a fifth round pick for the running back from yep. Jacksonville, uh, who averages on on average four and a half yards per carry. So he's definitely uh, somebody to look out for. Jets wearing stealth black helmets for the first time in their existence against the Pats, and we'll see who we got in that game. Uh, go Jets. Go Rangers, and uh, we'll catch you next week from here at the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. Make sure you catch us next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Also, uh, make sure you look out for our buddies over at Wrestling Addicts. Uh, Matt and Sal doing their thing. A lot of interesting stuff going on in the uh, world of professional wrestling. AEW bragging this week on beating WWE NXT in the ratings, although I don't know if that's really a comparable thing considering that NXT is like the minors, but you know, teach their own. They're winning. They, they feel like they got a W. <laughs> Catch us again next time, and we'll see you. Take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.